HD3 Detroit. KJAQ. HD3 Seattle. WBMX. HD3 Boston. And on AOL Radio and Yahoo Launchcast. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248 545 Soul. New SkyRadio.com. Believe. Why do paranormal parasites seem to attack some people and not others? What if it happens to you? How can you be sure that you're not just imagining things? Well, hello, friends, and welcome to the 177th edition. I think Boy, it's 178th, actually. Uh, no, the, the, this, this is the other station, is the, uh, the even numbers. Oh. All right. All right anyway, well, someplace around there. Was, uh, yeah. We're way, way up there. Uh, edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I'm Paul. And those very apt questions came from my son, co-host, and partner in the paranormal, Ben. Another P word in there. Mm-hmm. Right. So our guest this evening is a serving police officer from Vermont whose identity we won't reveal for obvious reasons. At risk of being overdramatic, let's call him Officer X. And but he's not here, so <laughs> well. There's a little bit of a story behind this. He, uh, were, we were involved in a case since about '05 with him, and we referred to him as the haunted policeman, and the case as the haunted policeman case. Ben uh, was one of his first ones, and we uh, he had to work tonight, and we had expected him not to have to do that. But the uh, the police dispatcher in his uh, community was very uh, kind enough to to patch us through to his patrol car, and he was in the middle of an arrest. So we had to kind of so let, let him. We're gonna let him finish that. He's gonna call uh, the the uh, CBS in Detroit, and and they're gonna hook us up hopefully with this. So we, we will uh, get to Officer X because it's a fascinating case. Uh, so we were going. We'll, we'll we'll go to Plan B uh, until Officer X uh, calls in. So Plan right. B tonight, uh, we have a couple of things to announce and some paranormal news, which we very seldom get to. Except for like the first few episodes we had, that we got we got to it. Yeah, we did. Maybe we were better organized back in around show one or two. No, no, I suppose we weren't. Anyway, I wanted to welcome uh, certainly our special uh, reporter now, Albert S. Rosales. Uh, ben and I had him as a guest on September sixth on show number one seventy. Uh, Albert has spent many many years. Uh, c- compiling reports of humanoids, whether they be uh, alleged aliens or just strange beings who somehow turn up in people's lives and interact. And he has reports going back uh, well uh, into several thousand years ago, and it's really fascinating. Check out his website, uh, www.ufoinfo.com. And uh, we're going to consider him a sort of a special reporter because he's, he's going to be feeding us information uh, from these, uh, these, the, the, these, this database that he has of these amazing cases. And again, uh, most of them are very detailed, and he does what he can to, um, to, to make sure that they are relatively uh, accurate reports, although we can only do so much because it's kind of a uh, tremendous um, undertaking for one, for one person. Okay. Uh, let's go. There are a number of online sources that will uh, very kindly send you information on a daily basis. And one of these is Phantoms and Monsters. It's a great site. And uh, the uh, uh, number of reports for um, this is reports number 24, and it has to do exactly with human, humanoid encrypted uh, encounters. Uh, now, let's, uh, let's look at one that occurred uh, just very recently here. Uh, this is on... Oh, no, I'm sorry. This isn't that recent. It's January 1st, 1976. But it has to do with a lot of 
reports that came in around that time of the uh, so-called Birdman, you know, very large birds or almost Mothman-like creatures or sometimes Thunderbirds, as they were known. And <clears throat> this uh, print's very small here, so bear with me. Uh, this uh, this report came from January first, nineteen seventy six, in the afternoon, uh, near Harlingen, Texas, and it says that Tracy Lawson, eleven years old, and her cousin Jackie Davies, fourteen, were playing in Tracy's backyard in an area in the Rio Grande Valley, uh, down near the Mexican border. As they looked out on a plowed field beyond the yard, they noticed an unusual object standing some one hundred yards away near a burrow pit bordering an irrigation canal. I'm not sure what a borrow pit is. If anybody's from Texas, let us know. Maybe it's a barbecue pit. No, I no. don't think so. No. I'm pretty sure they would call it barbecue pits. So this is a B-O-R-R-O-W. All right, well, continue. All right. Tracy went inside her house to get field glasses or binoculars, through which she observed a, quote, horrible-looking black bird of extraordinary size, over five feet tall. Its wings were folded around its body, and the bird was staring at the girls through large, dark red eyes attached to a gray gorilla-like face. Its head was bald, and it had a beak at least six inches long. It made a loud, shrill E sound. The bird, or whatever it was, was lost to view for a few moments, reappearing on the northeast corner of the property, its head poking above a small clump of trees. (laughs) Oh, wait, I've heard this story before. Really? Yeah, it was on Monster Hunters a long time ago. Oh, in Monster Quest? Monster Quest. Oh, all right. No, I guess I hadn't heard that. I love that show, too. I don't have much time to watch TV. Anyway, the girls fled inside and told Tracy's mother and father who did not believe them. That's the trouble with kids. You know, they just don't get believed. It's not their problem. Very often it's the adults. I swear I saw a giant bird once. Really? At, back in high school. I swear I did. Oh, yes, you told me that. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it was... Well, then tell us the story. We've oh. got some time on our hands here, apparently. Well, you see, unlike everybody else that I used to go to school with, I actually used to stare at the sky during gym class when we went, we went outside. And, like, we'd play soccer or something, and I'd just be like, blah, and I'd just, like, stare at the sky. And I swear I saw this giant bird, like, fly, like, right over my, like, right over us, and then, like, fly around my high school. Unless, like, unless I was, like, daydreaming or something, but I'm pretty sure I saw it, like, I I'm, remember that. I'm yeah. 90% sure. And I was like, did anybody else see that? And they were like, see what? Because they were all, they're all, like, stare at the ground and stuff. It's but, amazing. But people just don't see things. It's like when you look up in the sky and you see something you haven't noticed before. Or, like, things can hide in plain sight. <clears throat> it's and true. You don't know what it is. Very true. It's amazing how oblivious people can be. Okay, I guess we have, well, on that note, we have Officer X uh, with us. And uh, hello there. Can you hear us? Yes, I can. How are you doing, Paul? Oh, very, very, very good. It's uh, very good of you to join us. Aside, I was telling the audience we caught you in the middle of an arrest. You're doing your duty. <laughs> You're doing great. your duty. So we got uh, yeah. high drama here. It's just like Dragnet. Uh, okay, yeah, I well, apologize uh, for that. <laughs> oh, not well, well. Don't arrest anybody for the rest of the show. Okay. <laughs> now, in the spring of '05, uh, we're calling you Officer X tonight, at the risk of being dramatic. Uh, your parents contacted me and Ben, and uh, I came up. For, we came up for the uh, first visit to your home in Vermont. And that was one of Ben's first two cases. Now, can you fill in the listeners on how, from the beginning of the, of that experience, how things got started, and what was going on when you your folks called us? Well, God, it must have started. I was maybe twelve years old. Um, growing up in the house, we would constantly hear uh, footsteps. Uh, you would hear the, um, the front door open and close, uh, go check it, it would be locked. Uh, things would just move on their own. You'd 
I, I remember one experience watching a, an actual picture frame just slide across a, um, a shelving unit that we had. Um, and that went on. Um, different members of the family watched that my whole time growing up. Um, I would say it was about 2000 and um, maybe three-ish. I moved into a uh, basement apartment in that house. And um, I don't know, I'd lived there for a year or two before things started getting worse. I would always hear footsteps upstairs, different things like that. Um, but eventually it progressed into seeing um, um, shadow-type figures throughout the apartment, um, hearing voices, different different um, phenomena like that. Okay. All right, uh, Ben? All right, so... When things started getting weird, a lot of people think they're going crazy or just getting scared. What was your reaction? Yeah, well, like I said, I, I grew up with, with just hearing different noises and different odd things happening like that. And um, it, when we first, when I was a kid, none of us really mentioned it to each other. And then somehow it came up in conversation and everybody's like, oh, oh my God, I've been experiencing the same things. Um, and so I've always been a believer. Um, you know, I always try to look for an explanation, but I've always believed that there is an afterlife. Um, and so I never really thought I was going crazy. I, I would always look for an explanation before. I would write it off as being a paranormal event, though. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, well, Ben and I came in. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, ben and I came in during the summer of '05. That's when your folks called, and they lived upstairs, as you say. That you lived in the basement apartment. They live upstairs. I can see it right now. It's, it's just you know very familiar. Uh, became very familiar to us while working up there. And uh, we, as is our practice, didn't receive anything but the bare bones details when we before we came up. And uh, as soon as we get out of the car. Now, I remember that, that, that when Jonathan came with us, Ben's older brother, and he doesn't do ghosts. He, he's more of our support staff back here at home. He took a tour of the quarry. He went up to the quarry uh, uh, there was a, the, the, that exists near your house, and there's, there's a kind of uh, interesting, he spent his day up there. But we, uh, we were immediately drawn, Ben and I, to a spot in the backyard that we later decided was the source of the problem. And it's funny, we got right there, and immediately the two of us were drawn. And uh, when Ben and I started working together, my, my idea was to see if blood relatives have the same uh, reactions to the same stimuli in situations just like this. And sure enough, we, we sure do anyway. Yes. And uh, that became kind of the focal point of some of our work. And, and our conclusion was that, now you weren't there that day, no. but your dad... No, I was not. Yeah, your dad took us around. I, we were amazed at the atmosphere in your apartment. No, no reflection on you, but in yeah. your apartment, it was, uh, you know, th there was a lot of the negative feeling that comes from the presence of what we call a parasite. You know, other people, you know, folklore calls them demons or evil spirits or whatever. And then upstairs, uh, your mom had, you know, like statues of angels all over the place and, you know, pie happy and light colors. And I don't know. And I, I was going to suggest you have your mom redecorate your, your apartment, but uh, that, but in any case, uh, we had a great conversation with them. And your dad came, took us downstairs to your apartment, and Ben took a, took a picture, and we came out with, with that what's now a relatively well-known picture in the paranormal world of that. Uh, and as a matter of fact, it's on the uh, Talking Points page 
or it should be, I hope it's there, uh, for this show on uh, BehindTheParanormal.com. And it's actually got the, uh, uh, this figure standing behind your dad. And even our Killjoy photo expert said he could see like a hooded figure uh, back there. And it's, it's, the, the shoulder of the thing is so thick um, that you, you, you can't see a you can't see a document on the wall behind it. It's, it's really uh, quite an interesting photograph. So uh, we, we pretty much came to the thing. I didn't want to show Ben because I, th- I thought he'd be scared, but no, he was cool about it. I was, well, of course. Well, I, well, I, I didn't know you were so cool back then. All right, you were only 13 <laughs> years old. Anyway, it was a very interesting picture. So we really got the, uh, the, the immediate impression that you were dealing with something very, very negative uh, that we refer to, again, as a parasite. Um, okay, uh, can you stay on hold during that? If, you, if, if, if the call of duty arises, obviously, please you know, drop the phone. But if you could no, stay I with... actually went off shift just before I called you back. So oh, very I'm, good. I'm good okay, for great. as long as you good folks need me. Okay, so Vermont is safe. Okay, very good. <laughs> Okay, yeah, we're going to uh, wrap for a break right now. We have a commercial break coming up. Uh, Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on CBS New Sky Radio, NewSkyRadio.com. And we'll be right back with Officer X and his case, The Haunted Policeman. Stay with us. CBS Radio's The New Sky. Right, NewSkyRadio.com. Across the Veil with April Lugo. Join April Lugo each Tuesday night at 7 for Across the Veil. Across the Veil is a show that promises to be a unique experience as April connects and communicates with those who are across the veil. April receives guidance and wisdom from the ancients, angels, masters, teachers, and guides, as well as hearing messages from those who have preceded us across the veil, family, friends, and loved ones alike. The program is an excellent opportunity for you to hear from those who are across the veil. April will be answering questions and giving insight. That's the main reason for the program. Across the Veil at 7 Tuesday on the Sky. Look up to the sky. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Reach out. NewSkyRadio.com. Me by I'll lay around 
Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOUL. New SkyRadio.com. And we are back with Officer X, a serving Vermont police officer whom Ben and I worked with uh, on a case uh, for the past several years, really since 05, uh, because we spent a lot of time on cases. And now, uh, Officer, many listeners might not be familiar with our theories, methods, and terms. Uh, you weren't, and who, how, who could expect you to be? Uh, to get a grip on these, you have to kind of forget everything you ever thought you knew about the paranormal, especially ghosts, ghost hunting, demons, spirits, the afterlife, and all that. Because our approach is entirely different. Oh, uh, so as our British listeners would say, chuck it right out, the, uh, chuck it into the bin. All right, awesome sauce. Oh, yeah. Chuck <laughs> it, it right into the bin. Now, when I started paranormal research while in the seminary 40 years ago, one of the first things I learned, the hard way, I might add, was that nothing in the paranormal is what it appears to be. There are a lot of reasons for that, but one of the main reasons is uh, non-human life forms that I came to call parasites, such as the one we met almost right off the bat in your case. Again, folklore calls them evil spirits. Religion calls them demons or jinns. Uh, what they actually seem to be are life forms that feed on our negative energy. And we, we, we sat down and we explained all this to your parents. But again, we didn't see you on that first trip. Uh, so that, that's, that's how these things live, these life forms. They, they aren't fallen spirits or bad angels or servants of satan we forget the folklore they're more like com- cosmic mosquitoes yeah and and you you were the, the one they were feeding off of uh we were convinced of that almost from the beginning now where they come from is even more interesting than they are but early on i came to believe that the only way to understand the paranormal is to turn to that fringe science known as quantum mechanics especially the part that says that our whole universe our whole reality is just one of many maybe an infinite number of other universes and other realities that exist side by side with us all the time the problem is that it all seems to be an open system in other words these realities aren't entirely separate they can intersect in certain times and places or even combine with each other so and voila we can get what we call the paranormal phenomenon Nom. Phenomenon. Nom, nom, nom. Study your Greek. I told you that. Anyway, that's what happens. So uh, that's right. I mean, we're sitting in our living room watching the Red Sox play the Yankees, say, and although hopefully not the other night, it was a disaster. And suddenly a couple of random world boundaries or membranes, as they're called in physics, brush together and you drop your beer can as Babe Ruth himself comes ambling across your living room. You know, it seems that the world yours just brushed was that of 1920 and the Sultan of Swat himself was still alive and thriving there. And you think you've seen a ghost, but actually you've seen the babe himself. In the flesh, if he notices you at all, he almost certainly will think that he has seen a ghost. That's how it works as far as it goes. So in your house, I don't mean to keep rambling on here, uh, you had something very much like that going on. Only there was another problem. All right. The problem is that there are a lot more than just humans in these nearby worlds. Among these are parasites. They seem to be able to cross in into world boundaries pretty much whenever they wish. And they do this in order to eat. And they quickly found it was one of these parasites, and we quickly found that it was one of these parasites that was bothering Officer X and his family. So I remember that when we explained this uh, to you, you commented that, yes, a phenomena would get worse when you and your fiancé argued in that downstairs apartment. Can you tell us 
what would happen? Can you comment on on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, at the time, uh, I was engaged to a, a girl. Um, we've since um, gone our separate ways. Uh, it was just it was just a very um, bad relationship. We would we would argue frequently, and every time there would be an argument, it's, it's when you'd start hearing the cupboard slamming, the um, the hamper. I remember hearing that open and close and slamming. Um, um, I, I, we actually we left the apartment together one day, came back, and every one of her shoes that were in a bag were just thrown all over the apartment, um, just scattered everywhere. And that's when, when things would definitely get worse was uh, um, after an argument um, or during an argument. Um, and that's, uh, that was actually the first time that she saw the, um, the shadow figure, Parasite. Um, she uh, um, was, we had gotten into an argument, she went out onto the couch, and then I hear her from the living room say, what are you doing up out of bed? And she had apparently, I was in the bedroom the whole time, apparently somebody, something, um, walked by her, she saw it, could see it was in dark, so she could just see the outline. Um, had my yeah. same build, um, walked right by her uh, twice, if I remember right, walked by her towards the other room, then came right back and came into the bedroom. I was laying in there with my eyes closed. I never saw it mm-hmm. um, enough to, to put a scare into her, pretty much. Yeah. Well, the comment was made that the thing in the photograph looked very much like this shadowy figure that would sometimes uh, be seen there, especially, again, as you say, after arguments and stuff. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, I remember, I remember August and September of 05 tended to be kind of typical in this case. Now, I remember on September 1st, you wrote to me, uh, quote, I have had several sightings since we last spoke of the shadowy figure I described to you over the phone. Uh, the most recent was tonight, approximately six feet from me in my living room. Almost daily, I seem to be catching movements out of the corners of my eyes. I usually write it off uh, until I get an almost f- full look as I did tonight. Overtime at work is beginning to dry up, so I have been actually able to spend more time at home. See, actually, that that wasn't isn't good because if it's feeding off you, the more often you're there, the less, the less luck you're going to yeah. have with this. I don't know if yeah. that is why. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I was just going you know, to say that night in particular, um, there was really two really good sightings I had of it. Um, yeah. And um, that night in particular, I happened to be on the friend on the phone with one of my friends. Um, he lives out of state, and it's kind of a joke now because I let out a little yelp. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was it was more of a black mass that time what I saw, but it was in the center of the room, and I watched it go clear as day behind a, um, uh, a chair that I had and disappear behind the chair. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, like I said, maybe maybe six feet away from me, if if that. Yep. Well, it's a very common occurrence. See, the good thing with you is that you had the good sense to, well, I don't want to say listen to us, but I mean to, to, to pick up on what was going on and, and to do the right thing. Um, now, I'll give you an example here. Okay. Uh, you, you continue in the, in the September 1st notes. I've recently enrolled in college as well as working my full-time job, but um, I've not been feeling any more stress than normal. I actually feel generally happier than I've been in quite some time. And as I recall, things started to get better. Uh, for you, and, and eventually you moved out of that that basement, uh, yeah. and that now you're in a great place. And your parents said things got better. And and again, and it's, it's not your fault. It's just that you, you changed the chemistry of the situation for the better. 
Now, I remember when we went up there, uh, your, your parents are very, very wonderful and gracious people, as are you. And uh, we, we went up, uh, this is only, what, I think a year and a half, two years ago, and we had uh, dinner. You, our whole family came up and we <laughs> spent the night enjoying uh, Vermont, and as we like to do. And uh, th- this was, um, it was a really kind of a, a nasty evening as far as the case was concerned because everybody else left, went back to the hotel. I went out in the yard. You were on duty, and I spent time. You know, you know that tree is out in the corner there. Yeah. I felt that this thing, and this is what Ben and I were picking up, I believe, that this thing was 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 feeding, almost like an octopus. We see these things reach into different parallel realities at the same time. Again, but this is nature. This is life. That life adapts and it eats in whatever way it can. And these things, odd as it may sound, do seem to be able to access different parallel worlds at different times this thing was feeding on an event that was occurring in that yard or will occur or is occurring in that space in another reality however you want to put it that involved a murder and you know i know you and i talked about this uh, i believe and 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 there were two guys and i they were wearing red shirts and i i said it took me like an hour to pick up on this but something was going on there and here i am sitting in the pitch black i suppose most most people would have been now, i'm not afraid of these things once you have their number, they, they stay away from you. But in any case, and, I, and immediately I thought red shirts with British soldiers. I mean, did anything happen around there during the revolution? It's near the, you know, not that far from the Canadian border. There were all kinds of hijinks going on, some of which my own ancestors were involved with. Uh, but again, this could be something entirely you know, different. I mean, I, you know, I didn't bother to do any historical research to find out if a, a fight or a battle had taken. I did um, make some historical inquiries about whether there had been a crime committed there and you you would have you would be able to tell me this too if you had done if you uh, ever did some research on it and uh, there was no record of any such thing that i could find and again probably happen, it could happen could be happening in the future i mean god forbid but whatever this was very negative event this thing was feeding upon it and then when it couldn't get enough to eat from that it would literally wander into your apartment and try and feed off you Th- that's the picture that we put together and, uh, and when you moved, you sort of broke the chain. One thing that's really ultra weird about these things is that, is that they, have, they seem to have limited ability to move when they're in our world. In other words, you couldn't just go upstairs and start feeding off your, off your father or mother, although they did report that at times they would feel it there. Uh, they tend to get confused if the, the one they're feeding on is, is a way for any amount of time or changes their schedule or sleeps in a different place. And we're going to go into this in detail next week on one of our shows. We're going to be doing a show just on parasites. So um, can you tell us anything else that happened? Uh, like after that night, we were there because you and I talked privately in, in the car because you brought me back to the hotel and stuff. And I mean, uh, how, how did things sort of start to pan out after that, after you understood better what was happening? Um. <clears throat> and uh, it's it's hard for me to remember what order different things happened in, sure. um, but understanding that it actually it seemed to make it a lot better. And, and obviously, um, you know, I, I moved out of that apartment. Um, uh, my life, uh, um, just it, things in my life, my personal life, started getting a lot better. Um, I, I like I said in the email, I was becoming a happier person. Yeah, um, and I've since um, been remarried. Um, or married, I should say. Yeah. Uh, you have two uh, children. Yeah. And I uh, have two great kids. And, um, 
you know, it's, uh, I, in talking to my parents, um, the tenants that they've had down there have had little to no re, uh, um, type of reactions at all um, or type of, of um, uh, yeah. activity. No problems, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> what, part, part of the instruction package your parents received was to, and you too, was, was to send compassion and love and, and prayers or, or whatever, whatever positive. It's more like a care package. Yeah, a care package, exactly. Yep. Uh, toward that spot in the yard where that, that thing was going on, or whatever it was, whenever it was or would be. And I've had people tell me that when they do that, I've, I've had people actually use, use the, the metaphor that, that it turns off like a faucet, you know, the negative energy. And I think that was one. So, so, so your case, I think, certainly uh, may not be over, but, I mean, it had a happy ending. Uh, I, although I hesitate to think what would have happened if you'd been negative people. You're great folks, positive, and that's what it takes you know, to avoid these problems. Uh, so we're going to take another commercial break, and if, if we'd ask you to just hold on. We have two, uh, some email no questions problem. that have come in for you, officer. So if you'd hold on uh, through the break, uh, we'll be right back on Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on CBS New Sky Radio, newskyradio.com. Stay with us. CBS Radio's The New Sky. NewSkyRadio.com. This is The Lisa J. Smith Show. Change your perception, change your life. This is Lisa J. Smith, and you can tune in at 3 o'clock Eastern to listen to Lisa J. Now. I'm here to give you messages from spirit and to help you have a new way of looking at life. That's at 3 o'clock Eastern on CBS Radio, The Sky. Look up to the sky. Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Reach out, newskyradio.com. Today was your last day Tomorrow was too late Could you say goodbye yesterday? Would you live each moment like your last? Leave old pictures in the past Don't need every night back If today was your last day
Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOUL. New SkyRadio.com. Believe. And we are back with a serving police officer. We're calling Officer X. Uh, we refer to his case as the Haunted Policeman case. And Ben and I have worked on uh, that uh, since uh, 2005 or so. And we've uh, had a good conversation about the case and its resolution. Uh, seems to be a certainly very happy ending. Uh, officer X now moving out of that, having moved out of that apartment, gotten married, everything in life is going well. And uh, we wanted to um, uh, ask him a few questions that, that listeners have sent in. And uh, this is a question from Holly Kersey in Boston. All right, and Holly writes, um, I'm looking forward, oh no, yeah, I'm looking forward to the show because Paul and Ben have said that police officers are among those who run into paranormal in a great deal. And my question to the guest is, do you run into other cases of the paranormal in your line of duty? I've actually had some... um Unexplained things, being paranormal or not, I'm not, you know, I, I can't say 100%. I can say they were very odd. Um, one night, we um, have this old, old building that has um, alarms would go off in it when I was on the night shift. Oh, God, all the time. Um, I went in to check it. We had uh, an employee come. I checked the building on the inside, and we figured it was, nothing she comes up to me and says a motion detector just went off upstairs so i radio for a backup unit and i go up um i no more than get to the top of the stairs and i can hear somebody walking at a good pace towards uh this door at the end you couldn't quite see the end of the hall um, my backup gets there and um doors there were locked we got a key to go through the doors there was construction going on so there was you can see footprints when we went through um, there was absolutely nothing there. Uh, different odd things like that. I've had similar type stories happen um, uh, through the years that I've been in this, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, maybe I should qualify that by saying that, in, in my experience, uh, the, 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 the groups of people who run into the paranormal the most are perhaps urban police officers, well, all, all police officers, but particularly urban police officers, uh, clergy and psychologists. I've had, uh, we worked uh, for a while with a uh, psychiatric uh, social worker who was a psychologist and, and said that I was more skeptical about the paranormal than she was. Uh, the stuff would walk in and, and people would, uh, you know, the only explanation she could think of was something paranormal. But I remember one case uh, here in, in uh, Woonsocket, Rhode Island, where, where we live, and it's many years ago. It's got to be 12, 13 years ago now. One of the more interesting cases that I wrote about in Footsteps in the Attic, uh, my book Footsteps in the Attic, was uh, referred to me by, by supposedly by the police. They were called to a – and Woonsocket has about 40,000 people. It's not enormous. And he was called. The officers were called to a house where there was a noise complaint. It sounded like there was a you know the the football team was having a party in there. And they went up to the door. They had to open it by themselves. There was no uh, nobody answered the door. And all uh, silence immediately. There was there was nobody in the house. They shut the door. Immediately the noise started again. Opened the door. Nothing in there. Uh, one of the officers went back to the cruiser and would not get out. 
And the other one uh, suggested that, so that somebody call me. So I went down to turn into this interesting case. So perhaps I should say urban or semi-urban or large town police officers run into it all the time. But I think all, all of you fellows do at some point or another uh, because whether, whether people are involved or not, it, it does seem to be a symptom of our, uh, of our existence here on um, planet it Earth. Is, it is really common. Um, I've heard quite a few, <laughs> excuse me, Quite a few stories that are, are similar to to what I told, and um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, checking buildings. Of course, we're in old buildings, and and where I work is an old city. Yeah, and uh, it's you know you talk to some of the guys, and there's 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 always a few stories out there. Sure. Well, let me ask you this: uh, Some of our readers will readers listeners won't forgive us unless I ask this. Have you or your jurisdiction ever worked with a police psychic? Uh, well, there, there was one instance, God, I was just part-time with my department at the time. Um, we personally did not work with them, no. Um, we had a lady come to me, or, yes, I'm sorry, come to us and say her purse was stolen out of her car at one of our cemeteries. Um, we had a problem with, um, people would sneak up into the people's cars from the woods and, and take their items out of their cars when they were visiting loved ones that are past well, that's nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, this lady calls us up a couple hours after her initial report and says, I went to see a psychic. And the psychic said, next to this particular gravestone, describe this type of gravestone. This was maybe 15 years ago, so the details are a little fuzzy for me. But um, you go down over the bank, that's where you're going to find your purse. So kind of chuckling it off my sergeant and i went and i go well, whatever you know it was a quiet night we'd check it sure enough we found the gravestone that she described and we found her purse right down where really? it was described to be minus um, the wallet i'm sure oh yeah <laughs> yeah okay. uh, as far as departments um it's nothing i've heard of happening um it doesn't mean it hasn't happened but it's nothing i've, I've really ever heard of at least sure. with us Okay, well, very interesting. Uh, this is from Mark Fortin in Albany, New York. All right. And he writes, I'd like to ask the officer if he has ever told any of his police colleagues about this and how they reacted. Well, this being... The- yeah, you wrote your own case. Yes. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I'll take that I- as a no. <laughs> no, I-, I have mentioned it to uh, most of them. Um and you get the normal laughing and uh, get called crazy. Um, you get some guys who will take it seriously. Um, you, you get you get a lot of mixed reactions, you know. Yeah. Um, it, it's there's some guys I won't mention it to just because I don't feel like getting laughed at. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, most of them that I work with know the different stories and, um, you know, different situations. Like I said, when we were checking that building and heard the footsteps through there, um, you know, I told my partner about that, obviously. Um, but um, it's it's a mixture. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. Yeah, there are some people. And if it makes you feel any better, I mean, I'm sure you know this by now that they're, uh, everybody has their own stories. You know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, there are... Uh, 
it's it's like the the uh, the guys in you know commando units who are afraid of everything uh, who are afraid of nothing except the uh, the needle in the dentist chair you know that people will always say uh well you know i laugh at this but then if you get them in, into uh, a more intimate conversation they'll say well gee it's funny you should say it cuz this has happened to me so yeah. uh this kind of thing does does happen um i have to ask you this because we uh, are very big on this show about uh, you know our theories in general is that all areas of the paranormal are are um, related. That when you have something going on in one area, the the the, the energies that permitted to occur will also allow uh, sometimes UFOs to be seen or things from these other parallel realities that may not necessarily be related to each other, but that nevertheless can can come in through the same door, as it were. And we're almost up to another break here, but. Um, could you uh, do you remember having run into in in the area of your home and that could that could mean anywhere within a few miles stories of people seeing say UFOs or strange creatures out of place people or anything odd like that? Um, when I was, I must have been eighteen ish. Um, Oh, we got to wrap for the break. Let's hold that thought. We'll be right back behind the paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno with Officer X talking about the paranormal in Vermont at this point. Stay with us. Psychic Radio. PsychicOnAir.com. The Wake Up Call with Ellen Tom. Let's see, you're the first kid on the block and you can prove it because there's similar prototypes, but nothing quite as good as yours. Yours has more than one application. Yes, my God, you're brilliant. Hi, it's Tom Force. Reverend L. Newman and I are here Monday nights, 7 till 9, primetime Eastern Time in the United States with Wake Up Call on Psychic Radio. Psychic Radio. We know you're listening. Life is a journey. Let us be your guide. Reach out on the net now, psychiconair.com. Look for Psychic Radio on your AOL radio player.
Psychic Radio is now CBS Radio's The Sky. Back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Call now. 248-545-SOUL. New SkyRadio.com. And we are back behind the paranormal, and we're speaking with Officer X, a serving police officer from Vermont, whose uh, family and, and he were the victims of what we believe was a parasite case. Very interesting one that had a, a pretty happy ending, I think. And uh, Ben and I like to think we helped a little bit. A little bit. And uh, we were talking about the idea that there's always uh, other aspects of the paranormal that can impinge upon an area when cases like this can occur because the energies are the same uh, and, and it's, it's di- different sorts of paranormal phenomena coming in through the same door. And Officer X was about to tell us an experience he has had with another kind of paranormal experience. What, what was that? Uh, we had to stop for the break, but go ahead. Yeah, I was maybe 18 or so, um, and uh, myself and a buddy were down by one of our lakes we're actually we're waiting for some other friends to join us. I remember we're going to go swimming or meet up and go somewhere, whatever it was. And, uh, we look up into the sky, maybe maybe a hundred feet up. This was probably twenty miles away. Well, not even that. Fifteen miles away from where I lived. Um, uh, maybe a um, hundred feet up or so. There was lights in the shape of a. I guess the best way I can describe it is a big triangle type shape. Oh, the triangle! Yeah, classic. It, it made no noise. Up until then, I'd never seen footage like that. I've since on TV had seen exactly what I've seen of um, yep. people that will videotape stuff. Um, it made no noise, just went over the treetops, like I said, maybe 100 feet up. We both look at each other. Did we? And over the years, I've gone back to him, and I said, we really did see that, right? <laughs> that's the one time I was starting to think I was crazy. Um couldn't figure out what it's been. Like I said, since then I've seen television shows where people have uh, videotaped similar things, and, and it's it's identical to what I've seen. What was the duration of this sighting? It was <clears throat> just a minute or so. It went slowly over the treetop. It was going a real slow pace, it, way too slow for an airplane, way too low also. And uh-huh. like I said, made no noise, but it was just going at a continuous speed. Um, went over the treetops. We actually got in our cars, went down um, some side roads trying to find it. We got a couple more quick glimpses at it before it just, we couldn't follow it anymore. This is a funny question, but what, what did you feel when you were having this experience? I mean, certainly excitement or was it fear or something? And I'll tell you why I asked that in a minute. No, it was, it was more, of course, you know, 18, I was invincible too. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, it wasn't like fear that. at all. It was uh, it was a uh, curious type feeling. Like we couldn't figure out what what it could be. Um, you know, we knew it was just really odd. And like I said, we kind of being eighteen and dumb, <laughs> got in our cars yeah. and tried to follow it the best we could. Well, you know, the reason I ask is because uh, we had a caller from Connecticut who was involved in some of the Hudson River Hudson River Valley UFO sightings in the eighties who said that he uh, had UFO uh, experience from his front yard. He saw it over the trees and over the houses uh, nearby, and, it, and he looked again, and it, was, it looked as though it was kind of just sitting there. It wasn't a triangle, but it was more of a light. And he said he felt as though he was being tested 
Isn't that a funny word? You, and that kind of thing haunts me. I'm the kind of guy I'll, 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 I'll lie, I'll sit at my desk with my head in my hands, groaning about the future of civilization and humanity. My wife thinks it's a riot, and, and you know I'll, I'll, I worry about what these things are and what their intentions are. So that's why I ask if you had any personal feelings about this being a sort of personal experience, because you know you have these these things appear. You got a million people around, and maybe a hundred people see it. You know, at times, because again, as Ben said, people aren't always paying attention. So that's why I asked that. Yeah, it was more a feeling of just curiosity at the time. Um, yeah, what it could be, and you know, we just we knew it wasn't right, whatever it was, or wasn't normal. Um. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Vermont being a mountainous state, very beautiful, uh, but very rural, one of the most rural states in the country. Um, have you? heard any reports of well let's say bigfoot or anything of this kind you know in addition you know, other paranormal phenomena besides these ghosts and ufos that's none i nothing i can off the top of my head think of okay that's fine okay all right well well then i will, I will just thank you for a wonderful interview oh, yes, we only have a few you. minutes left and um give our best to your parents and we'll be in touch uh, off the air yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much. I hope things continue to go well for you. Well, thank you. And God bless you and your family. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye. Okay. Officer X, folks, serving Vermont police officer, and a very certainly is seeming to be a happy ending to a, what could have been a very nasty uh, parasite case. We do have a few minutes left. All right, so don't miss our New England Drive Time show in the Boston-Worcester Providence Triangle on WOON, 1240 AM, and... Oh, and Worldwide.com, tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern. Okay. And also, before we do our closing ritual here, we didn't finish our conversation about the giant um, bird you, you believe you saw at school. What? Oh, yeah. oh, I thought that was done. Uh, all right. No, I just well, I wanted to point out that there, there is a very famous flock of vultures. If you go on YouTube, you can see the Woonsocket vultures. Uh, sounds like a high school team, but it's not. It's an actual uh, group of large birds who seem to have settled in this area, and it's no, kind of creepy. Was, this, it, it's just like it's. It was larger than that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Oh no, no, I'm, I'm not doubting. I remember you, when you came home and told the story. But uh, people very often will say, "Will say, well, it must have been the vultures, you know, uh, and this sort of thing, or it must be this." Um, I'm always kind of critical of critics and skeptics critics. who weren't there. They say, oh, well, you saw this. Well, how do you know? You weren't there. Uh, when there's more time, we'll go telling about how we're going round and round in our, in our Rendlesham series uh, about um, the, the skeptical point of view. And anyway, so let's might as well finish. But I think that was a very interesting. And I remember you coming home talking about that. There right. are a lot of strange things that happened around here. This is a real hot area, especially this hill we live on. I can tell you some stories. So in any case, uh, check out our website. And that is BehindTheParanormal.com. You can get all kinds of podcasts, including of our Rendlesham shows. All right. And, and, uh, all right. And if you are looking for advertising, you can email us at Paul at BehindTheParanormal.com or Ben at BehindTheParanormal.com or the official ad email, ads at BehindTheParanormal.com. And if you have an author or and if you're a publishing house and you have authors that you want us to interview on the show or if you want some airtime we can set up a little, little well, provide provided it's service. an appropriate guest yeah know, for, yes exactly. meets our criteria yeah we, we maintain high standards of quality so here anyway anyway many thanks to our producer will kosnick and we'll see you right here next sunday october 10th 
7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on CBS New Sky Radio and NewSkyRadio.com when Ben and I will take the hour to go deeper into the nature of the paranormal critters we've been talking about tonight, parasites. All right, so you can hear rebroadcasts of Behind the Paranormal on Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific, right here on CBS New Sky Radio. And we leave you with a quote from 19th century American journalist, poet, and novelist Margaret Elizabeth Sangster. Quote, The tender word forgotten... The letter you did not write, the flower you might have sent, dear, are your haunting ghosts tonight. 